Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Wednesday. Wednesday, <laughs> November 30th. Sorry about the uh, long gappage in uh, shows. Um, uh, I didn't want to do one. No, I'm joking. Obviously, I didn't do one on Friday. It was, you know, day after Thanksgiving. I kind of thought, well... You know, it's holiday. Everyone's probably shopping and doing whatever. Um, I didn't... My my intentions at the time were like, I'm not going to do a show Friday. I'll just do one Sunday or Monday, and, and we'll get back into, into the groove of things. Well, then, I got really sick over the weekend. Like, to the point where my wife was going to put me in the hospital. So, it wasn't, wasn't pretty. Um, so... The whole weekend I was off, I basically just uh, laid around in the, in a dark house trying to not have to go to the hospital because uh, I didn't see the need. Yeah, I figured God wanted me to come home. He was calling me. I wasn't going to the hospital. But um, then uh, Sunday I started feeling a little bit better, and I was going to do a show Sunday, and then I my fever spiked again, and it's not a fever like, oh, I had a cold, I had a fever. It's from my medication. It's weird. It's not really, uh, this isn't really the show for me to get on here and complain about the medication I'm on, but nonetheless, so the medication I'm on, right, it, no, I'm joking, but, uh, so I just wasn't in it, you know, wasn't in the right frame of mind, so I just was like, I'm not doing it, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it Monday when I get off of work, okay, cool, Monday comes, get off of work, guess what, no internet, <laughs> and let me tell you what, for those of you guys that listen to the show from wherever, whatever corner of the globe that you listen to, especially in America, if you happen to have Spectrum, they suck beyond suck. I just want to, I just want to point that out, and uh, I'm sure some of you guys can concur with that because it is, um, it is, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain it, how how bad of a. Uh, of a situation that they they are but nonetheless 
So no internet. The guy comes out. Finally comes out yesterday afternoon. He's leaving. Yeah, I can't get it to work. There's too many uh, splitters, and there's a back suck on the pole, and your neighbor's not home, and I can't get in the backyard, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, so I'm like, so that we get it all scheduled for them to come out today. Okay, we'll come out between one and two. I, you know, I'll be home, whatever. And uh, the guy's leaving, and my ring door, my ring cameras go off. I'm like, well, the internet's working. <laughs> he didn't hear me. He kept walking, but anyway, so Spectrum will still be out today to do whatever they need to do. But in the meantime, I do have internet, so you're welcome. But yeah, and it it just blows my mind. So, not to make this a whole story about me ranting and raving about lazy ass people in this country, but so lazy ass people in this country, right? Um, so this guy he's telling me, well, the last guy didn't do this, that, or the other thing, and I was like, you know, I'm tired of hearing that because I told him, I said, you know, it's funny. You know, we've probably had six or so technicians out here in the last year or so. And uh, every one of you guys that come out here tell me how bad the last person was, but yet the shit doesn't get fixed. So are you all just crappy? Because if you're so much better than the last guy, you would fix my stuff. And if the guy that was here before you was so better, so much better than the guy before him, you wouldn't be here today. And so on and so forth. And you're telling me there's all these splitters and all this stuff. So basically what I'm hearing in layman's terms is there's a bunch of Band-Aids everywhere. And that's all you guys are doing is coming out here and putting a Band-Aid on it. So it works. Okay, it works. The customer will be happy. And then three months later, oh, no, it went out again. And that's the problem with this country. And... We can blame COVID. I think, really, I think all COVID did was accelerate the laziness. This was a problem coming. I think COVID just made it easier to make, an ex- make it an excuse. So, on that note, that's all I have for you today. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um, was going to get into my new series with um, the Clinton crime family. So, I still have that one in the book. So, don't, don't, don't. Don't fade on me now. I'm still going to do that one. But I wanted to touch on something more topical and more current. Now, surely you guys have heard, have been hearing, I should say, about the um, the uh, whole situation going on in China. And um, not to uh, make it... Uh, Oh, I heard this on every other podcast thing. I'm going to kind of go on a different route and tell you how the Bushes are responsible. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm a funny guy today. But um, I'm going to kind of link this back and, and kind of give you a, an idea of what's been going on in China for probably about 30-plus years now. And, um, and, and kind of... Some of you guys that listen to the show that are probably in my age range, maybe older, will understand what I'm talking about if you kind of remember a little bit about history. And I'm not talking about the whole history of China. We don't have that long. I'm not trying to do a 20-hour show here. China's an old country with old ways. But we can reach back as far as 30 years ago, which is in 
relatively recent history, considering the age of the country. Um, and, uh, you know, you could even go back as far as, you know, 80 years ago when China became a communist nation. Uh, we're not going to do that. We're not digging that far back because the problems are more current than that. They're more in the 30 plus year range. Uh, 80 years ago when they became the CCP, they, uh, it was more about socialism per se than communism. I know that's a fine line between the two of those things and I get that, but it was more of the socialistic aspect of communism more so than the way it is now. And, and the funny thing is now people forget that China is a communist country because they're so capitalistic. But the difference between their version of capitalist and our version is something I'm going to explain to you here in just a minute. So let me just tell you about our other sponsor to the show, uh, Christian Lawson Watches. Uh, check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout and get 30% off the purchase price. You, you, you got a little bit of time left, guys. It's almost Christmas. You got, what, about three weeks, three and a half weeks? So... Uh, Check them out, christianlawson.com, promo code DTOM at the checkout, 30, 30% off your purchase price. So, I guess the biggest question here is, what's going on in China? What is the deal with China? We hear, I'll say this about that, we hear what we are allowed to hear. Now, you can say, Don, we're... We got freedom of speech. We got freedom of the press. We got freedom of this and freedom of that. Okay, cool, whatever. You can believe that if you want. But I'm going to tell you this. If China doesn't want you to know what's going on, you don't know anything. You understand what I'm saying? Just because we might have freedom of whatever doesn't mean they do. The Chinese government will only allow anybody to hear what they want them to hear. Now, when I say anybody, I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking about their own citizens. But anyone. The CCP, Chairman Xi, those people, those people, they're not going to let anything out into the public that they don't want you to know. If they don't want you to know about it, you're not going to know about it. And by God, if you find out about it through some other means, the person that leaked that to you is probably dead. See bat lady. See these scientists that broke stuff out about uh, COVID and the Wuhan lab and stuff. Where are those people at? Gone, right? They don't play with that bullshit. Which leads me into an event that happened about 33 years ago. And like I said, some of you guys will probably remember this. And you might not remember it exactly what happened, but you're going to understand when I say the words that I'm about to say, that uh, you'll be, oh yeah, I remember that. Okay, so 1989, Tiananmen Square. So now, granted, I wasn't, I was 16 when this happened, so I, I can't sit here and recall from memory, oh yeah, I remember it was because of this, that, and the other thing. Because I was a kid, I was a teenager, I was in high school, I give two shits about what's going on in China. Much like we probably should. We probably should give two shits about what's going on in China. And I'm going to tell you why we need to give two shits about what's going on in China here in just a little bit. So just bear with me. 
All right. 1989. So back then, um, it's also referred to as the June 4th Massacre or the June 4th Clearing. (laughs) And those words are very much indicative, indicative of what it was. The Tiananmen Square protest, um, known in Chinese as the June 4th, quote-unquote, incident, were student-led demonstrations held in Tiananmen Square in Beijing during um, 1989 in what was known as the June 4th Clearing or the June 4th Massacre. Troops armed with assault rifles and accompanied by tanks fired at demonstrators and those trying to block the military's advance into Tiananmen Square. The protests started on April 15 and were forcibly suppressed on June 4th when the government declared martial law and sent the People's Liberation Army to occupy parts of central Beijing. Estimates of the death toll vary from several hundreds to several thousands, with thousands more being wounded. The popular national movement inspired by the Beijing protest and sometimes called the 1989 democracy movement uh, or the Tiananmen Square incident, the protests were precipitated by the death of pre-form, or pre-reformed Chinese Communist Party Central Secretary Xu Yaobang in uh, April of 89. Amid the backdrop of rapid economic development and social change in post-Mao China, Reflecting uh, anxieties among the people and the elite, uh, the political elite, I should say, about the country's future. The reforms of the 80s had led to a nascent market uh, economy that benefits some of, but seriously disadvantaged others. And the one-party political system also faced challenges to its legitimacy. Common grievances at the time included inflation. Now, this is important. Inflation, corruption, limited preparedness of graduates for the new economy, and restrictions on political participation. Although they were highly disorganized and their goals varied, the students called for greater accountability, constitutional due process, and democracy, freedom of the press, and freedom of speech. Workers' protests were generally focused on inflation and the erosion of welfare. These groups united around the anti-corruption um, demands, adjusting econ- economic policies, and protecting Social Security. At the height of the protest, about one million people assembled in the square. So, it's important to know. These were protests held by students, by workers, and their demands were focused around inflation, Welfare, freedom of press, freedom of speech, freedom of democracy. Now, Xi has been quoted as saying, we are not going to American China. So, now now granted, this particular protest was 33 years ago. He said that recently with these protests that are currently happening in China. Now, we are being told that this is about COVID lockdowns. Now, I'm not saying that it's not 100% about COVID lockdowns, but I guarantee you it's not uh, just about the COVID lockdowns. And 
and the funny thing is, is our <laughs> our uh, press, so to speak, that tells us the stories of what's going on in China, they're going to paint us a picture of these people, these protesters being anti-COVID, anti-whatever. you know, Anything negative to do with COVID, they're anti-that. Uh, but it's not about COVID per se or vaccines per se. It's about the way the government is you know, kind of boss-hogging their way around their people. And by that, I mean... Look at go on Twitter, go on different situations there. You'll see how the government, whether it's the the military, the police, the whatever, and they're grabbing people's phones or looking at their their ID cards or looking at this. I mean, it's like we talk about vaccines in this country. They had to get vaccinated. You had no choice. You know, we joked about the things here, and I think that's kind of what the problem is i think that's the deal with our media and our government and the way they're kind of ignoring these protests i mean they kind of talk about it but not really because it's easier to um it's easier to uh <laughs> ignore it and it's interesting uh I, you know i saw a thing there was the other day where you know the, to kind of bounce back around to the whole freedom of, of the press and speech and all this stuff. And, and you think about like what's going on with Twitter and Elon Musk. And <laughs> there was a thing come out where, uh, what, what do they call our Korean diversity hire? Right. Uh, says, Oh, we're going to keep an eye on Twitter. We're going to keep a close eye on what Elon Musk and Twitter's doing. But in the meantime, you're not going to keep a close eye on TikTok or China or these companies that have to do with China but you're going to keep an eye on an American company. Um, I assume Elon Musk is an American citizen and the freedom of press or freedom of speech that he's allowing. It's interesting. The, the, the thought process, but anyway, back to the COVID lockdowns over there. So it's not necessarily, it's because of the way they're doing the COVID lockdowns, but it's not just about that. You saw uh, the iPhone factory. That's kind of where all this stuff started, where um, they're locking these people in in the warehouses. They're making them work still. They're forcing them to work. But then they're going to their, their domiciles, whatever you want to call them. So China's ruling Communist Party is facing some of its harshest criticism in decades over the country's strict zero-COVID policy that some say is putting China's people and economy in danger. Nearly three years after the emergence of COVID-19, most of the world has started on a path to normalcy. China, however, seems to be tranquil, or I'm sorry, trailing, <laughs> my cursor was in the way, trailing in the aspect with the large-scale lockdown still being implemented nationwide as a result of the country's strict zero-COVID policy. In a rare occurrence, the people of China are fighting back against the government, protesting in resistance of lockdowns. So, why are, why are people protesting in China? There are several factors that have sparked the recent protest in China, but the underlying factor is that 
the country's zero strict, I'm sorry, strict zero COVID policy, where authorities have shut down parts of the country in an attempt to control the virus. Although the policy has kept COVID-19 effects lower than any other country, China's Communist Party has faced concerns. Um, sorry, I had to look at my phone real quick. <laughs> facing uh, concerns for residents that the lockdowns are leading to larger economic and human concerns as businesses stay closed and residents are forced to isolate for weeks at a time. The Associated Press reports that may have limit access to food and medicine while in uh, isolation. While these strong emotions pertaining to lockdown seem to have been bubbling under for um, under the surface for quite some time, tensions peaked after a fire in an apartment building killed 10 more people on Thursday. Many blame COVID restrictions for the deaths, given that residents cannot escape the building due to the building being physically locked down. So, and, and also because of those measures, delayed firefighters from reaching and saving the lives of these people. Now, when we say they're physically locked down, it's not like, okay, like in America when we had our lockdowns. Now, granted, like in Florida, we didn't have it. It wasn't a big thing here in other states, Georgia, South Dakota. It wasn't a big thing. But even in the states where, like California or New York or whatever, where you had lockdowns and you had mask mandates and you had all this stuff, it wasn't draconian. I mean, it, we heard that word a lot. So, yeah, technically it was, but it, not like this. You didn't have the police come locking you in your house. Or, better yet, welding your door shut so you couldn't leave. So, those are the types of things. So, that's why you have a fire in a building, in a high-rise. And these people are locked in their house. What are you going to do? You can't get, they can't get out and you can't get in. Sorry about your luck. It's, a, it's amazing that only 10 people died, to be honest with you. So, um, obviously, protests of this scale are rare in China. Um, and, I mean, I guess that goes without saying. But um, the Communist Party has tightened its grip on the aspect of life, launching, uh, launched a sweeping crackdown on dissent, wiping out much of the civil, uh, civil society and uh, built a high-tech surveillance state. And it's interesting. Like We look at TikTok here. Now, I, go, now I know we use TikTok on this show uh, don't train on America on TikTok. And it's just to do drinks. I don't get on there and spout this this stuff. I don't put... And the couple of things I did try to put up about the show got blocked or muted or whatever. So it was like, okay, I'll just do drink videos. But um, in China, did you know, in China, the TikTok version in China is, is very similar to ours, the, the idea of how it works. You know, you watch a video, swipe up. You watch a video, swipe up. Whatever you like it, you don't like it, you comment, you don't comment, whatever. Um, but in China, the, the process is the same. But in China, okay, in America, you get on TikTok, right? And you can see, you know, girls shaking their ass. I mean, if you're a dude, I, I don't know what girls TikTok see. I would assume you, whatever you're kind of into. You know, if, you, if you're into cars and women and drinking and you know like american man stuff you're gonna see those types of videos you know what i'm saying 
um, like on my TikTok when I'm scrolling TikTok. I'll see girls shaking their asses. I'll see cars. I'll see bourbon, shockingly enough. But I'll see a crap ton of news stuff, conspiracy theory stuff. Uh, why did this person die? And that's and to be honest with you, that's how I get a lot of ideas, not on current events, but on shows on conspiracy theories. It's like, oh shit! Yeah. So this guy did what? Or it'd be like, oh, don't search this on the internet. <laughs> Fuck, I'm gonna have to search that. You know, you gotta. But point being is, with other people's TikToks, it's all a lot of it's just pointless dribble. It's just whatever. You know what I'm saying? And um. It's not informative videos like me making drinks. That's informative. That helps you out. In China, you don't see anything like that. All their TikTok videos are inform information, teaching, uh, learning um, how to do this, how to do that. You don't see any any kind of um, girls shaking their asses or guys shaking their asses or you know whatever. You don't see any of that on Chinese TikTok. So why is there a difference? Well, it's because the government over there controls what you see on social media. And they control what you put out on social media. You've seen these people protesting, and you'll see them holding the white piece of paper. And you're like, oh, it's a blank piece of paper. Why, why are you just holding up a blank piece of paper? Well, it's because of this. If <laughs> their facial recognition technology in China is extremely advanced and i'm not saying it's not advanced here in america i'm sure it's probably equally as advanced but whatever extremely advanced to the point where if you know you know lee ho is holding up a piece of paper and it says you know chairman g you know sucks donkey balls whatever um and it says something negative about your leadership or about the government in general over there and they're gonna see okay that's Oh, you know, that's Lee Cho. I can tell. You know, we popped a, her face in the computer, or his face in the computer, and that's him. We're going to go get him, and boom, he's dead. So they're holding up the blank papers because, well, no, I didn't really say anything. I think that still doesn't really matter because you're still obviously protesting something, and you obviously have something to say. You just can't say it. So I'm sure you're still going to see situations of whatever. But, you know, the funny thing is I was watching, not that I was watching soccer, but I was watching uh, the news yesterday and they were talking about how the U.S. beat Iran, uh, Iran, in the uh, in the match the other day, yesterday, whenever it was. And uh, I guess in that match between the U.S. and and uh, Iran there, the all the players for Iran, 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 whatever they're called, we're all singing the national anthem, you know, however it goes. <laughs> well, I guess the game before, whoever they played the game before, they didn't sing because they were protesting their government's treatment of something. I can't remember what it was. But nonetheless, the players were told, by God, you better sing on the next at the next match or we're going to kill your families. <laughs> That's the kind of people you're dealing with. Now, mind you, this is an Iran country who Biden's trying to be gentle with. We're trying to give these people nukes. They wouldn't sing the national anthem of their country. The country said, you're going to sing when you have a match against whoever we play. Your ass better be out there fucking singing your heart out. Or we're going to kill your family. 
in America, there's a ton of people. I mean, we let our players of whatever whatever sports league kneel, turn their back on the flag. And that's what I always try to say when we talked about this kneeling and, and the Black Lives Matter thing and all that crap. <laughs> We're like, you guys don't even understand that you're allowed to do that. The fact that you're turning your your back on a flag that allows you to be able to do what you're doing. Because in any other country, your ass would be dead. It's just amazing how ignorant people are to to a, to be able to protest a flag or whatever the situation would be. That's actually giving them the freedom to be able to do what they're doing. But they can't even respect respect the fact that they're able to do that. Oh, well, this country had slaves and this country did this and this country did that. Okay, who gives a fuck? China still has fucking slaves. And they're still killing people. Turn your back on the Chinese flag while the national anthem's playing. See what happens to you. See how long you're alive. Write something on one of those blank pieces of paper. See how long you're alive. Now, I said earlier about communism versus capitalism. And you look at China, and I said when China first started communism, it was more of a socialistic state. It was more of a everyone's equal type thing. Well, it still works like that. In China, everyone's equal. You're equally poor. Now, the country itself, especially in certain cities, Shanghai and, and these different big cities, Wuhan, are, are clean. They're bustling metropolises. I mean, they're, they're, they put New York to shame. And hunger, for the most part, isn't as bad as we are led to believe it is in that country. And I said, they're more of a capitalistic, communist country. What does that mean? That means that the country itself makes a shit ton of money selling goods. And look in your house. And I'm not picking on you because I guarantee I could do the same thing. And I guarantee you at least... And I'm probably lowballing this. At least 50% of the stuff in your house is made in China. And I'm probably way low. It's probably like 70-75%. And I'm not even saying, oh, well, this is made in Taiwan and this is made in Hong Kong, which is close enough. But I'm saying the, the shit in your house that legitimately says made in China is at least 50% of the shit in your house. In my house and most of everyone's houses. I'm not saying you per se. They make that money. They force their people to work. They don't necessarily... <laughs> you might get um, your uh, your uh, welfare type situation, but it's it's you're still working for pennies on the dollar. And you get enough to make sure you, you can pay your, your rent at your domicile and you can eat. And your family can eat and your kids can have clothes and you can go to work and they can go to school. But you don't get nothing else. It's not like America where you work as hard as you can and you might have more money than your neighbor or they might have more money than you. Is it fair? Does it suck? Yeah, it sucks if someone has more money than you, but they might have worked harder. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But everyone in China is the same unless you're a part of the elite, elitist class. And th that's where the money comes in. So that's where your capitalistic communism is. It's not a situation where like in old school, old school communism, so to speak, is was kind of like a kingdom 
type situation if it, to dumb it down like you had the king and queen and and the family the royal family and whatever country i'm not just saying england but whatever country that has kings and queens the the king and the queen and the royal family were rich and everyone else was poor you know you might have had your 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 enchilada you know whatever it was that broke down from the royal family but the people that worked for the were not so much the slaves that worked for the royal families but i don't know like the sheriffs and, and those types of things that were above the peasants but they weren't much above the peasants my point is is you had situations where um these people it was only the the royalty that was rich okay so like in 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 Russia, where communism, whatever, but the leaders are rich. You still have oligarchs that are millionaires or billionaires, right? Where's the communism part? Where is everyone's equal? You know, in China, it's the same way. Where is everyone equal? I would say probably uh, Venezuela is is more of an old school communism country where only the leaders are rich. Everyone else is poor. Probably Cuba the same way, but um. Because they're just poor countries in general. But, um, you know, this is a nationwide movement now in China. And it stems around the COVID situation. Um, you know, so protests usually in China usually don't reach a nationwide level. And are usually quickly shut down by authorities. These protests have been some of the nation's largest in decades. Um with people from over eight major Chinese cities participating. So I'm going to say this about that. This is why I wanted to bring up Tiananmen Square. In Tiananmen Square, it took, I think it was about a five-week time frame before they rolled in with the tanks. Now, I saw on the news yesterday, they were rolling in with tanks in one of the cities. My question is, now, in 89, so who was president at the time? Bush? We didn't do shit back then when, uh, when Tiananmen Square happened, and they fired upon its own, their own people. What are we going to do now? And the reason I say that is because we got a cuck and a half in the White House, right? And we can, we can pretty much say, I would say without, <laughs> without it, going without saying um and and yeah i'm gonna say something here that not many people will say okay i mean we've heard people say it you know i'm not saying i'm i'm going out on a ledge here all by myself it's not like this is breaking news but um we can safely say that china owns joe biden and the biden family while we the people were told to pay attention to how Russia was quote unquote stealing our elections and how Trump was a Russian plant, right? You know, then you go to the hunt that was back in 16. Then you fast forward to 20 when he's running and, you know, you hear about the Hunter laptop, right? And how that was being Russia propaganda. Oh, that's Russia power. You know, during the, one of the debates, Trump's asked Biden, what about the laptop? What about Hunter? And all oh, that's Russian propaganda. The whole time, the whole time this was going on, China was planting the seed of dissent 
And it started with COVID. Now, in my opinion, that was the first step in removing Trump. And I had I've always said that. That this COVID thing had nothing to do with anything it's doing. It had everything to do with crashing the economy, whether it was in America or the whole world, so they could get rid of Trump. That was the whole point. Um, they placed Biden, they placed him in service to essentially sell or give America to China. Now think about it. When I say he, they placed him in, and, and when I say he, we, we always hear Russian election or Russian stole this and Russian interfere with our elections. No one says anything about China doing this. Why? Shit, half these machines were probably made in China. They placed Biden in service. How can I safely say that? Did you see Biden on the fucking campaign trail? No, he was in his basement in Delaware. Biden won't say anything about the protest. Why? He won't question COVID. Why not? Because he's been bought and paid for. And it is in my opinion that Joe Biden and the entire Biden family should be held up on war crimes against the American people. So, you know, let's dig in a little bit deeper and find out why I'm saying the words I'm saying that'll probably get me killed. But whatever. Try. So, safe to say China owns the Bidens, right? So, when we look at the cover of Peter Schweitzer's 2018 book, Secret Empires, the first thing that I noticed is the size of Joe Biden's mug. It's huge. <laughs> Nearly twice the size of the ones belonging to Barack Obama. The guy who 10 years earlier yanked him off the political scrap heap and made him vice president. Now, clearly, Schweitzer was try trying to tell us something in the same way that food manufacturers tell us about their products. Ingredients are most abundant by the order they appear on the label. And what he's trying to tell us is this. Joe Biden and his family have greatly enriched themselves at our nation's expense. Um, now, this is all prior to him being president. This isn't like this happened last year, right? The enrichment is what Schweitzer dedicates chapter two of his book to specifically the link between then VP Biden's role in the U.S.-China policy and a deal with the Chinese government orchestrated by his son's uh, son Hunter's investments. Um, firm. I'm sorry, I was reading something. <laughs> orchestrated by his son's Hunter's investment firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners. According to Schweitzer, Biden was negotiating some of the very insensitive issues with Chinese President Xi Jinping on an official visit in December of 13. Issues such as trade, technology transfer, and its muscle flexing over dispute territories in the surrounding China Sea. So, um, Biden got rolled. He played kissy face with the Chai comms rather than forcefully representing our nation's interests. But Xi and company made sure Joe and Hunter, and disturbingly Hunter's younger daughter Finnegan, felt like royalty. As Schweitzer tells it, shortly after they returned to U.S., Hunter Biden's firm received a $1 billion private equity deal from the Chinese government. Not from an American, Chinese, uh, American business in China, but from the Chinese government itself. 
Now, tell me that's not pay for play. <laughs> it later gets increased to $1.5 billion. We have no way of knowing how much Rosemont made on the deal because there's no disclosure requirements. Three thoughts here. First, now, um, I'm not a smart man, but that sounds like bribery. And at the very least, it's influence peddling. Second, Schweitzer hasn't, hasn't been sued for liable, which would seem to speak to the veracity of this reporting. Third, American journalism is dead. Its practitioners are merely progressive political activists, and their work on behalf of Joe Biden should be reported as an in-kind campaign uh, contribution. And it's true. I mean, think about it. $1.5 billion. This guy reported on this or wrote a book on it, right? <laughs> if, if it wasn't true, and I've said this before about other situations, if it wasn't true, why hasn't anyone been sued? Like, if someone said something about that about you, and it wasn't true, and it's not, it's not like he took a bribe from, you know, I don't know how I want to phrase this, but it's not like a policeman getting, a, you know, I, it's not even a good example because that's bad either way. But I don't, I don't know how to explain it. You're talking what should be one of our enemies. Now, we can be nice and get along, but essentially they're our enemy, right? And you're paying now, granted, at the time he was just vice president, but still second man in charge as much as he might be in charge at all. Second man, by, uh, Hunter, of course, is loving it. Joe, <laughs> obviously, making money off of all this. And it's funny because all we would hear during uh, him running for president to Trump was, show us, our, show us your tax returns, show us your tax returns. Motherfucker, show us your tax returns. Where's your money at? Now, so how many voters know of Biden's family extensive engagement with and its vulnerability to the government of our nation's foremost foe? You know, of course, I, I forgot it was Wednesday. I thought for sure I was going to avoid the lawnmower guy. But no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, he's over there. So you just have to bear with me, guys. All right. And, and you know, we've even heard people say, if, if we had known about Hunter Biden's laptop, you know, X amount of percentage of people wouldn't have voted for him, right? You've, you've heard that before. And, um, and, that's, and that's fine. But that's just on the laptop. And, and, and whenever you've heard about the laptop in the past or present, it's all about him, you know, look at him, picture them smoking crack, standing naked. He's with a girl. He's with a young girl. Is the girl underage? I don't know. And I'm not saying that's not a big deal, but I want to know about this shit. The money transfers, the money. And we're just talking about China, right? What about Ukraine? Is it interesting that the two countries that are in the news right now, Ukraine and China, are both countries that the Bidens had political or uh uh, business dealings with nothing to see here right so um, according to a report released then this story is a little bit old 
Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs and Financial Committees, Hunter Biden has extensive connections to the Chinese business and Chinese foreign nationals that are linked to the communist government. Those contacts bear financial fruit when his uh, father was vice president and then after he left office. So, I mean, obviously we're not breaking any news here. I'm trying to point out a fact of this. (laughs) Biden is being quiet on everything going on in China and the Ukraine. And and Ukraine's kind of, we're not really talking about that right now. But we're focused on China right now. He's not talking about it because he wants us to be China. He doesn't give a shit about you, me, the person standing next to him. He doesn't care. He wants this country. He doesn't care if he sells us out to China. He doesn't care. So why why is he doing it? I guess is the best is really the best question. Um I'm I'm afraid it's a question we're never going to know the answer to. And we can read reports and say that oh it's be- he's selling us to China. He's not selling us to anybody. He's just giving it up. In the meantime, <coughs> China's been increasing their military strength. We've been decreasing ours. Why? Why are we decreasing? Why are they increasing? It's like man, we're setting ourselves up and it's just, it's a really annoying. We can sit here and talk about these protests in China. I feel bad for the people in China. I do. And it's not like in America where if you have a problem and you live in Portland and you, this is bullshit, I don't like to live in Portland, I'm moving to Florida. Good, move to Florida. I'm, this is bullshit, I don't like living in New York, all these liberals, I'm moving to Florida. Cool. I'm moving to Texas. Cool. You can't do that in China. And even if you move from one province to another, it's still China. <laughs> it's not like uh, they could just haul ass to America. I mean, they can eventually, but it's not that easy of a task. Now, recently, I swear to God, he's going to mow right by the window, isn't he? That's what he's going to do. He's going to mow right by the window, aren't you, guy? Got a whole big-ass yard there, but let's mow right by the motherfucking window. I swear to God. Try to try to do the show around his mowing schedule, and he just randomly shows up. It's like, I'm going to mow right now. I'm mowing. You hear him? Yeah, little fucker. Jesus Christ, why couldn't it be pouring ass rain out there today? So anyway, um, Senator Mark Warren basically admits Biden admin is, uh, the admin is scared of ruffling China's feathers. Now, I have a video here if I can get it to play. And... For whatever reason, it won't play. So I guess I don't have the video. Here it is. Let's see if I can. Let me ask you about this, because uh, I, I understand the administration's reticence on not speaking out too openly in front of the, in favor of the protest, because they don't want China to do what it, what it already does, which is to say, oh, this is a foreign plot and, you know, instigators from outside the country are causing all this, when this is very clearly uh, a grassroots uh, set of protests there. Do you, though, believe there is something, uh, particularly as China is now cracking down on those protesters, something more that the U.S. could or should do to support the Chinese people when they express themselves this way? Well, I think there are things that those of us leaders in the Senate 
and the House have a little more flexibility, frankly, than the administration. Mm-hmm. You know, this, uh, the administration, particularly after the most recent meeting between Xi and Biden, um, to try to have lower some of the tensions. This is a, we don't want a, um, an active conflict to erupt. Um, I think those of us in the Congress have a little more freedom, and I think we can push the administration. But as you said, we don't want to feed the propaganda machinery that turns these protests driven by Chinese people into mm-hmm. what the overall message would be to the Chinese people. And remember, that's why I talk about the technology. The TikTok, for example, that the Chinese people receive is very different than the TikTok that we receive for, uh, as one case. These that are completely owe their allegiance by law to the Communist Party, not their mm-hmm. shareholders. So if they are able to portray this as kind of an anti-Chinese or um, yeah. Western uh, plot, that undermines the very protesters that we're trying to stand, stand with. Understood. No question. So um, it's, I mean, you got, that's a Democratic senator, and he's basically telling you, well, um, you know, he's scared. It's it's feckless leadership. He doesn't know what to do. He he is literally lost. And it's to the point where I can't even watch him speak anymore because he's so um I don't know. Deer deer in a headlight type thing. And it, it the thing that kills me is we can laugh and we can make fun of Biden. We can do whatever. We can do it all day long. The problem is this, is the things that he's doing affects us. Not just you and me or the next guy. It, it affects all of us. Look at gas and oil. Everything he's doing. And it starts with that. That, that He signed that executive order January 26th, I think it was of 21 when he was shortly a few days after his um inauguration he signed that about no drilling no this no pipeline and gas immediately went up now mind you it's been dancing in the depending on where you live it's anywhere from three dollars to six dollars um you know, I, I don't know what the national average is right now. I think it's around four dollars, but that's that's crazy. Every time he opens his mouth, it costs us money. I'm not going to raise taxes. I'm not going to raise taxes. But you are. You will stand up to the American people and treat us like crap, but you won't stand up to China. Now. I'm just as guilty as the next person. I have iPhone. My wife has an iPhone. Um, Most of America has iPhones. I mean, realistically, it's going to be up to us, the American consumer, that finally says, enough. I'm not going to buy this stuff. Now, granted, I will also say this about that. You go to Walmart or Target or wherever, wherever you shop, 
you know, if Hobby Lobby, if that's a store you're familiar with. If you go to your local hardware store, you know, Lowe's, Home Depot, I'm just trying to think of national accounts, Walgreens, you know, whatever. With the exception of like your food and stuff like that, you're buying uh, furniture or toiletries or whatever, towels, bedding, whatever. Most of that stuff's made in China. So, yeah, it's easy for me to say. Just when when you go into the store, flip it over. If it says made in China, don't buy it. That'll show them. The problem is, is Walmart still bought that product. You understand what I'm saying? So, as much as if we, the people, stop buying the stuff from Walmart and wherever, um, then, yeah, Walmart will stop buying it. But initially, you're just affecting Walmart. I get that. I, I would say the biggest thing that we could do is stay away from online buying. And, and I'm not even just necessarily talking about Amazon, but you get these ads. And I like, once again, I'm preaching out of, out of uh, experience. Uh, you get on Facebook or whatever. And, oh, that's cool. That's cool looking. Let's, let's buy that. And it's guarantee it's from China. Research what you're buying. Try if you can to buy American companies. I'm going to give you one little story and then I'm going to close it out on preparing for Christmas. So my wife, she has a Jeep. She wanted new bumpers. If you guys have a Jeep, you understand what I'm saying. Um, so I went on to a website to buy her some bumpers. And it's a website that I use all the time to buy. They do Mustang stuff and they do Jeep stuff. And I'll tell you, it was extreme terrain. Okay. And they have a Mustang website, and it's called American Muscle. Whatever. Go on Extreme Train. I've bought... I couldn't even tell you how much money over the years I've spent at, at either of those websites. Between me, for me, my wife, my son has bought stuff, you know, whatever. I, I couldn't even put a dollar amount on it. 20 grand, probably, give or take, over the years. Um, granted, I'm sure there's people that's bought a lot more. I get it. Whatever. Point being is this. So I buy the buy the stuff that she wants for her Jeep. All right. So I, I use my PayPal to pay for it. I get a get a uh, email from the company. Oh, we we couldn't process it because there's a problem with your address. Your address is wrong. How the fuck do you know my address is wrong? <laughs> you know where I live. So I'm looking at it. I'm like the address is right. So I'm get on the chat whatever with the person say well my I don't know what y'all are looking at but my address is correct so on one line the numbers to my house was was above the street name but then on another column the numbers to the house was next to the street name nothing's wrong the numbers and everything's right it's just the numbers were above versus next to and I'm like I don't understand what the problem is it's Still the fucking address. You've already processed the payment. What's the problem? Well, the number, it has to match. It matches. It just isn't next to it like the other one. It's the same numbers. Well, you'll have to cancel it and reorder. I said, you know what? You can go fuck yourself and just cancel the whole thing. I was like, fuck y'all. You don't want my business, obviously. So, you can kiss my ass. Cool. And my wife's like, well, uh, well, I want some bumpers. No, fuck them. Fuck them. I don't care. We'll figure it out. 
There's other places to buy bumpers. Okay, so ipso opso, I go to another website that I buy car parts on. CJ Pony Parts. Okay. Uh, they also sell Jeep parts. Because if, if you don't know this, uh, those of you that have a Mustang and or a Jeep know what I'm going to say. But if you don't have either of those vehicles, they're probably two of the most modified, easily modified vehicles that you can buy. And what I say by that is easy to find aftermarket parts, and it's easy to do the work yourself in your garage. Now, I'm not saying you can't modify other cars. I get it. But those are the easiest. They're like made to be modified, essentially. Anyway. So I go to CJ Pony Parts. Okay, here's two bumpers. Do you like those? Yeah, those are. Oh, I really like those bumpers. I like those even better than the other ones. Okay, cool. And they're like $300 cheaper between the two of them. Cool. Go ahead and buy it, man. Buy it. Like $500 for shipping? Are you kidding me? And they're not even coming. Okay, so I don't know where CJ Pony Parts is out of. Wherever. And it says on the thing, being shipped by manufacturer. So it's not even coming out of their warehouse. It's coming out of the manufacturer's warehouse. You're going to charge me $500 for shipping. I was like, damn. So now it's $200 more than it was going to cost me on the other website. So I almost was like, fuck it, whatever. I'm just going back to the other one to buy it. So I said, well, let me see. What, what brand are these bumpers? Okay, the Rough Country is the brand. All right, let me go see if Rough Country has a online store. All right, so Rough Country. Yep, boom, there's an online store. Okay, there's the bumpers. Same exact price as they were on CJ Pony Parts. Cool. Let me go ahead and ring them up, put them in the cart, check out. Oh, free shipping. <laughs> CJ Pony Parts is telling me that it's $500 for shipping because the manufacturer has to ship them. I go to said manufacturer's website to buy the product and eh, the shipping is free. So where is that $500 going to? I guess the moral of the story is this. One of the things my wife always tells me is when things don't happen the way I like them to happen is she gives me the everything happens for a reason. And I'm sure your wives do the same thing, a lot of y'all. Um, it, it drives me crazy. Jesus Christ. If it happened for a reason, it happened when I wanted to, blah, 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 you know. <laughs> I ended up saving like three, $400 overall because she wanted a new grill insert. I was just going to buy it on uh, Extreme Terrain. I ended up going straight to the manufacturer of said grill insert on American Muscle. Or I'm sorry, Extreme Terrain, $140. Straight from the manufacturer, hundred bucks free shipping. Forty bucks saved. Bumpers. Five hundred dollars shipping from the manufacturer. Go to the manufacturer, free shipping. Moral of the story is this. Let's as Americans quit being so fucking lazy. And when we buy stuff, don't just say, Oh, Amazon's got it, let's buy it from Amazon. Oh, Walmart's got it. Let's buy it from Walmart online. Let's let's not just do the one-stop shop stores because it's convenient. Because convenience isn't necessarily cheaper. And I'll give you the simple convenience store explanation. Go to your local convenience store and buy a loaf of bread. Then go to Walmart and buy that same loaf of bread. Bet you save five bucks. All right, guys. With that being said, 
Uh, please don't forget to join us and check out our social media platforms at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and on the Ticker Talker. And then uh, if you want to follow me on the Twitter machine, it's uh, DTOM underscore 1775 and PCGC underscore 1775. You can message the show on any of those platforms. Check out our drink videos on the Ticker Talker. And uh, get some drink ideas. And if you guys have an idea for us to do a drink, shoot it. Shoot it our way. Whether it's on TikTok, Twitter, whatever you want to do. Uh, and, and we'll do it because, you know, we like drinks. So that's what we do. <laughs> Follow us on those. And also don't forget about our website, www.dontreadonmerica.com. All right. Um, check out our sponsors. Guys, you guys have a great day. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Like I said, sorry about me almost dying and not having Wi-Fi and all that crap. But I'm back. I'm back, baby. And what's today? Today's Wednesday, right? November 30th, last day of the month. So I will be back here on Friday, the 2nd of December. And I'm going to get some shows rolling. I'm hoping we, me, me and Chris might hit another DTOM files here before Christmas. But I will keep you guys informed on that when we do. So other than that, you guys have a great day. Have a great Wednesday. What's left of it? Make sure you're sharing this with your friends and whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please give us a five-star rating. Share it. Like it. Love it. And I'll talk to you guys on Friday. You guys have a great day.